The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Welcome down to the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. Hannah Beth at the other end of my nine-foot homemade oak bar right here in my basement in Evergreen Park. Each and every week, we bring you the EP Podcast, 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. And it's brought to you by the fine folks at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. The school year is upon us, and whether they are on campus or doing their work from home, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park student checking account can help students manage their money. With online banking and a convenient mobile app, this account allows students to do their banking from anywhere. Plus, there's no minimum required to open, and they'll get their own debit card and five free nationwide ATM refunds per statement cycle. To open a student checking account today, visit bankevergreenpark.com slash student checking member FDIC two year anniversary and I retired from my uh, my day job today I'm a, I'm a full on podcaster you gotta put a oh your mic's not on yeah and there's always a mistake Hannah you know this Vincent, my microphone didn't even have any wires going to <laughs> I it I hadn't plugged in your mic like I'm ready to go I hadn't plugged in your mic yet what am I here? Why am I here? I'm just an old retiree these days. You are. That's what I am. And so, they, di- they didn't give you a gold watch. No, I didn't get anything for it. So I've never been able to talk about who I used to work for as I pour myself my celebratory Johnny Walker double black tonight on the rocks. And I've never been able to do it because technically I have been still employed with the Cook County Sheriff's Police this entire time. I was a 911 dispatcher and then dispatch supervisor for like three years. I was a midnight's watch commander of the entirety of the 911 Dispatch Center for Cook County. Now think about how crazy that is. And that's what I used to do. Yeah, I I used to do that. And then I got sick and I had to have a surgery. Surgery didn't go perfect. Basically what happened was my stomach was screwed up. And I love the fact I can talk about this now because during the process, I wasn't allowed to. Right. Because there's, I'm still part of the department and I wasn't allowed to do anything. I signed my retirement papers, though, three hours ago. And I'm just going to (laughs) start talking now. It's going to be fun. Floodgates open. The floodgates open up now. So what happened was is that I, I, my stomach got screwed up and I don't know what the real cause of it is. Could have been the stress of the job, could have been the weird hours working midnights, could have been a, a variety of different things. My stomach got screwed up <laughs> and I got a hernia in my stomach and it let all the stomach acid in my body basically just run through my body when I would lay down. Like the valve that stops that stomach acid from coming out was broken Yeah, and I didn't know it. So I go to sleep and I would just burn all night long internally. And I didn't even feel it. I didn't even have heartburn. I wasn't even worried about it. I was like, and then all of a sudden I started noticing my voice was changing. I was having all kinds of problems. I was doubling over in pain. I went and saw a doctor. They're like, oh, you are in big trouble. So I scheduled a surgery. I went in, got it done. First couple of days of January, 2018 was out of work for like six months. And when I went back, the good news was, is that most of it was fixed. The bad news was, is that in high stress situations, because my stomach was now reconstructed, it could not hold all the stomach acid. So what is the highest stress situation you can think of that I could be in? <laughs> oh, wait, watch commander at Cook County 911 Center. Overnight. That can't be a good thing. So, I mean, I remember there was like a day where like a helicopter crashes a few years ago on the Dan Ryan. It was an airlift helicopter. I think a lot of people in the South Side remember this. It dropped it like the expressway. It just missed all the cars. It's around I want to say around. Shore. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it landed on the Dan Ryan. We had a police car. We had a Cook County squad car at saw the, the the helicopter come out of the air. 
like came over the radio and I'm just walking around the supervisor and I could hear this like, like he yelled mayday, which I still think is one of the funnier things. I mean, everybody lives so I can laugh about it, but he's on the ground and he's yelling mayday, mayday over the radio. Like he had seen way too many movies and <laughs> the helicopter crashes and he's running there and he's the first one on the scene and everybody's in a panic in the room. And I'm standing there very calmly because that was my job as a boss. And I'm like, you do this. Everybody calm down. You do this. You call the FAA. You find out who was on. Like, I mean, I'm just, I have to be that rock, right? Yeah. And I got to the end of it. I went into my office. I doubled over and collapsed because the stomach acid had risen up so high that it just, my whole body seized like a heart attack. And it was at that moment I knew I couldn't do the job anymore. So they put me on medical leave and they said, stay on medical leave and run out your time on medical leave, max out your, your pension. You earned it, you know, over a decade in a 911 center. Yeah. You, you earned it. Yeah. And that ran out and they retired me with, you know, all the full benefits and everything today. And I have been fortunate to be able to get through this. And in the middle of it, I had to figure out what am I going to do for a living? And my my wife looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, well, I can open up a UPS franchise. Like, I remember I said something I like that. that. I could start I could start myself a Chili's like I was trying to like <laughs> I was never so working funny. for anybody else. Like I was going to start my own business. And like my parents were looking at me like, why don't you do the podcast thing? But I actually like try at it because I used to just sit down here with my friends and get drunk and, right. and say whatever I wanted to. And the EP podcast launched. Two years ago, Hannah's first show with me, live at the Most Holy Redeemer barbecue bash. Remember this? Yes, I do. Two years ago. Vividly remember it. It was in my Facebook memories today. And now two Mm -hmm. years later, I've retired from Cook County. The EP podcast is rolling. And that is thanks to everybody that listens to the EP podcast. It's absolutely incredible. I am taken aback every time that somebody comes to me and tells me, it sounds great, or thanks for doing this, or thanks for talking about the community, or thanks for doing... And, and I never thought it would get this way. Honestly, it was a pipe dream for a guy that didn't know what he was going to be able to do with his life. Yeah. Uh, the Socks in the Basement podcast is the number one most downloaded White Sox podcast and has been for over a year now. And there's all kinds of other things that the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network does, and I'm finally in a position where I can sit there and say, I'm done. You're done. It's time to move on. I'm done, and I'm so super excited about it today. Like, I, you can't get the smile off my face. You can't get the worry <laughs> off of Erica's face. Like, Erica's walking around with like this, oh, no, he really did it. He told me for two years he was going to do it, and he did it today. He did it. But, I mean, like, we're without a safety net now. The EP podcast, the Broadcast Basement Network, we're without a safety net. Okay? It's sink or swim, which probably will mean the shows will get even better now. Out of necessity. Out of necessity. So we got David Beckman. He's going to be on today. That should be a lot of fun. And we're going to have a little game show here with the doctor. You'll be amazed at what the real estate market in Evergreen Park looks like. I already know what they're going to talk about. We've kind of had some preliminary discussions. We're going to get into it. It is the strangest time in maybe the history of real estate. Is and it a buyer or a seller market? I, I'm not gonna. I'm not giving away the ah, interview. It's coming up a little bit later on. on here. Okay, but Bill Byrus and Laura Freeman. Laura is from the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce, and Bill, of course, has the last name of the company. Okay, Berkshire Hathaway Byrus Real Estate, and that is all coming up right here on the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the EPPodcast.com. <laughs> Evergreen Park residents, guess what? Chamber of Commerce Week is coming up September 14th through the 18th and the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce is celebrating in a variety of ways. Be on the lookout for the kickoff of their new small business marketing series. 
a weekly Zoom session with local business and marketing experts. That kicks off Wednesday, September the 16th with a session on LinkedIn marketing. On the 17th of September, virtual bingo, free for all to participate. Prizes are gift cards from chamber members all across Evergreen Park. Plus, the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce Apparel Store is open once again. Purchase apparel from now until September the 27th and all proceeds from sales will be given to a business of your choice. The apparel store, details on events, and registration available now. Go to evergreenparkchamber.org. Dr. David Beckman joins us on the line right now. Doc, we've had many a conversation before and definitely during COVID. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Before we get into the game show that I want to play with you, Am I too old to be playing 16-inch softball? I'm 43 years old, and every day after I'm done playing in this beer league up at Duffy Park, I uh, I hobble. It's always my Achilles mm. that are sore. Is that just old age, <laughs> or should I just quit, or what do you think? Does he need to stretch? No, I stretch. Do you, yeah, do you, do you warm up? I do all kinds of warming up. Like, I do that thing where, like, I put my hands up against something like at about like shoulder level and I spread the legs and then I kind of like lean in and I stretch the actual Achilles. Like I know that I'm supposed to stretch them and I just can't get them to stretch. But do you, do you do those stretches cold or do you do them after you've done a little light jogging? Oh, I do them cold. I got to do some light jogging. You think? Yeah. The, the cold stretch does nothing. Interesting. I'm getting the idea that I'm really hurting myself on that, in that quick stop to go when you're trying to run down the first baseline. I, I think I lead the yeah. league in infield hits and everybody laughs because I'm <laughs> fat and I'm 43. And I think I have seven or eight infield hits this year where I put it down the third baseline and beat the throw. And I'm always hobbling afterwards, doc. Is that what it is? It's the quick start. It, it is. And you know, if you, before you, before you start your for a three or five minute jog around around the field um, and then do the stretching there, that might make a difference. So jog first, then stretch. Yep. All right. Yep. I've learned something that's good. Now, listen as I defeat Hannah in a competition. <laughs> All right. So, Doc, I appreciate you jumping on. First, let's plug your 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 practice, Family First Medical Group, right? Did I say it right? That's right. That's exactly. And you're over right around 97th and Western. What's the exact address? 9730 Southwestern Avenue. FFMG.com to go visit your website, right? YourFFMG.com. Oh, I was so close. Your FFMG. <laughs> All right. It's now time for me to defeat <laughs> Hannah. Time for me to win. Let's see who knows their COVID more, okay, Hannah? Do you think you know your COVID? Because I know my COVID. Well, I yeah, understand COVID. With it Me since and COVID. February. Yeah, we're we're good friends. I understand everything <laughs> about COVID. All right. First thing, Hannah, you just have to tell me true or false. Okay. True or false. Children cannot catch COVID nineteen. That is false. I think that is false as well, Doctor. That is correct. That is correct. Okay. So we both won that one, but let's narrow this down a little bit. All right. Children have less of a chance of catching COVID-19 and the far least chance of all age groups to actually die from COVID-19. True or false, Anna? Uh, true. Doctor, I think it's true as well. You are both two for two. Wow, there we go. You see, we're nailing it right now. I think it's because of you. I think you're the reason why we nail these questions. Are you, are you surprised or just 
happy that the things that you said earlier about the fact all these things with kids and proper precautionary measures, are you are you surprised at the results or just like pleasantly like, yeah, I knew it was going to work this way with what's going on so far in schools? Because some schools now have been in there for more than two weeks. My daughter's been in Macaulay now. She's already in her third week. We haven't seen a yeah. massive outbreak or anything like that. Uh, so what are your feelings right now this early on to the school year? I mean, so far, so far, things uh, are, are looking good. I, I think it's it's naive to expect that there won't be any cases. But from what we've seen in, in Europe and other countries that have gone back to school, yes, there's an occasional outbreak, but um, it doesn't seem like schools have been a massive source of super spreading events. So uh, it's encouraging that so far we're off to a pretty good start. Um, and let's just hope that continues. Okay, let's do another one here, Hannah. I'm, I'm going to get tricky now. Okay. I'm going to get tricky Those now. Those were easy. The first two were easy. Side effects of COVID-19 could include weakness in your legs. True. Side effects. Really? I, I'm true as well, Doc. We're both right, aren't we? You are. Yeah, because Yoan yeah. Moncada, the Chicago White Sox, is dealing with post-effects of COVID-19. He missed the beginning of the year going into the beginning of August. Yeah. It's now September. He's finally starting to get his legs underneath him and said recently in an interview this week that one of the biggest problems is he can't get any muscle mass back in his legs. He doesn't feel right. What? It, so it, can you explain that yet, or is this still one of those unexplainable things, Doc? There, There's no great explanation for that. Um, there's so many, uh, there's so many long-term potential symptoms that can emerge. There's even a term now for that, long haulers, is what uh, people refer to as patients that have uh, effects of COVID the infection. So there, there are a lot of kind of vague symptoms that to this, to this point don't have a sound physiologic reason for, for them. Do you think, uh, before we get back to this, do you think that when we do get, because everybody always says long term, I had this great argument with my uncle the other day. My uncle's over 70 years old and he's a complete pessimist. Okay. <laughs> he just, he sits at his bar in his basement in Florida, much like I sit in my bar in my basement here in Evergreen Park, but he doesn't leave the house. He's like, that's it. It's all over. Like when baseball started, he's like, there'll be dead baseball players everywhere. I told him he was out of his mind. Okay. Now that football starting, he's like dead football players everywhere. And I'm like, you're out of yeah. your mind. And, and his other thing was he couldn't believe I sent my kids back into the building for school. And I'm not going to judge people that uh, they have their, they have their pre-existing conditions. Uh, they got family that's going to be around them. It's a personal choice. I'm not saying yes. that, but he was upset about it. And he was like, you don't understand the long-term effects of this. And I said, you don't understand the long-term effects of a vaccine. Like right now yeah. as a doctor, does that argument make sense to you? Like, you, sure, I don't know what the long-term effects of COVID is, but I also am never going to know when they give me this vaccine in the next three, six, nine months. I'm not going to mm -hmm. know what the long-term effects are of that either, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, there, there's so many long-term effects from this pandemic that nobody's going to know for five or 10 years. And that so that's including the long-term effects of getting infected and what that may mean going forward. But, but actually, um, what, what are the long-term effects of children who are just online for a year or a year and a half in school? Um, what are those long-term effects? And they seem like they probably aren't gonna be very good, but again, we're, we're not gonna know that 
for five or ten years. All right, so now this one's an opinion answer, so here we go. Let's get ourselves all ready for this one. <laughs> all right, we got another question here, and this is an opinion one. So it's whatever Dr. Beckman's opinion is here, Hannah, because we've been, <laughs> oking, we've been doing so too many. Very subjective. We've been doing too many of these where both of us know the facts because I think we're well-educated, and we tried our best to educate people in Evergreen Park. And I'll tell you, Dr. Beckman, we get people who will send us messages telling us thank you for covering this with you because they feel like they get a pretty straight answer about these things that they can't get weeding through all the crap that's online and Facebook and Twitter and the mainstream media and everything like that. People locally here really appreciate this segment. So here we go. We have an opinion thing. The long-term effects of COVID will not be overwhelmingly bad. Sure, there might be some people have some bad things that happen, but overwhelmingly we're talking about some things that will eventually taper out, maybe a little muscle mass loss, maybe a little bit of this. Like there's a thing in Bakersfield, California called Valley Fever. It's in the dust. Everybody gets it. Maybe about the time where you're 70-some years old, you start having some lung problems. You tell your doctor they put you on, a, an, on an asthma inhaler. That's what I'm talking about. I don't consider that to be like deadly, horrible So if you get COVID through the rest you of your life. You might get something little later on, but it's not going to be like all of a sudden you drop dead in 10 years because I of it. I think so. I think because you talk about You think people, things will be lighter or heavier in terms of the long-term effects? Um, I mean, there will be long-term effects. Right. Um, you know, you hear about now people that, especially people that are like over. 60, 65, there's like scarring in their lungs. Right, like right. That's not going to go so away. So you're, you're, you're going with, you think there'll be more heavier effects than light effects. I think so. I'm going with lighter effects overall, doctor, although there will be some heavy ones. What do you think? I think I'd have to go with lighter as well. Um, there. <laughs> I'm so smart. I'm so smart, Hannah. She's smirking and, at me on the other end of the bar. As <laughs> Hannah, but as Hannah pointed out, I mean, there certainly are going to be people that are going to have that that survive that are going to have long-term effects but i think um the majority of those people are the people that get really sick that get hospitalized and are maybe even on a ventilator and they survive those are likely the patients that are going to have uh more long-term ramifications for the most part people who um who are able to recover at home from COVID, I think, uh, are there going to be anecdotes in certain patients that are going to continue to have some issues? Yes, but I think the overwhelming majority of people are not going to have uh, long-term serious issues. All right. Well, I've crushed Hannah now. This oh, is where this is where I end the competition. Okay, Jesus. I'll throw one more in. I'll throw one more in. Here we go. Here we go. Another another one that only Dr. Beckman can answer. True or false, <laughs> Hannah? Dr. Beckman is sick of talking about COVID nineteen. Look at what she's thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> is it true? Yeah, I'm going to go true as well. Are you sick of it, Doc? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Nancy's Home Care, a veteran-owned certified dementia care trainer and home care agency. Contact them today, 773-966-3003 or visit nancyshomecare.com. There is a new Boys and Girls Instructional Basketball League being set up in a partnership 
between Evergreen Park High School and the EP Recreation Department. It'll be instructed by EPCHS's new head basketball coach, Jim Sexton. The program will also feature appearances by the varsity basketball players. And you can register right now, Evergreen Park Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. There's also a new indoor cycling program going on at the community center. If you would like to learn more about it and sign up, email cogfitness11 at gmail.com. C-O-G-Fitness11 at gmail.com. And you are almost out of time for vehicle stickers. This show drops on Monday, Tuesday night, September the 15th at 11.59 p.m. is your deadline to get your stickers. And no, the Village Hall is not going to be open until midnight. But if you order them online by that minute, you're safe. Evergreenpark-ill.com. Any questions, you need a form, EP vehicle stickers at gmail.com. The EP Podcast rolls on. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things when Tom Walsh is nearby? He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie, member SIPC. Tonight, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on real estate-wise in Evergreen Park. I I know that even during COVID-19, there was a house bought and sold on my own block, but the real estate market seemed to survive. I'm not exactly sure how. I want to know how it all went down, what's going on now, maybe talk a little bit about the scene right now in Evergreen Park. So I went to some experts. Uh, joining us on the phone line right now, we have Laura Freeman and Bill Byrus. They are from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Byrus Real Estate. And Bill and Laura, how are you tonight? Good, Chris. Thanks for having us. Thank you for jumping on. I appreciate it. So let, let's go back to what I just described there. What was it like when COVID hit, especially in this area? Well, initially, um, we look at the cyclical times of the year, and normally January, February are kind of slow, and then we see our market pick up in March and April. COVID hit end of February, March, and what we saw happen at that time was The market did not pick up. It just pretty much shut down. Our business for March and April was less than it had been any of the previous four years for March and April. Wow. And then what we saw, I think when people became, I don't know, Laura, would you say? More comfortable. Yeah, more comfortable with the situation. May, June, and July, we saw an increase in business, and we were equal to what we were the previous four years. You got back to equal by May, which is a good thing. Well, the, the reason we think for the, the big uh, boom in the market and how fast houses are selling, supply, supply and demand. There are still people who must move, they must find a house uh, for whatever reason, but sellers were 
reluctant to come on the market because, again, they didn't want to have people coming through their house. So you got a, a big supply and demand uh, difference. Uh, August was far better than any of the Augusts in the previous four years. That's amazing. Yeah, not only have we survived, we've flourished. And currently in Evergreen, there are 16 homes that are available in all of Evergreen. And there are 67 homes under contract. It's usually reversed. We usually see um, the numbers where there's 67 on the market and they're available, and 16 are under contract even at this time of the year. Not a lot has changed with the way we show homes. Sellers are usually gone for showings, but buyers are and agents are wearing masks. They're washing their hands and using sanitizer upon entering and leaving. Uh, they're touching very little. We're asking our sellers to leave lights on and doors open so that you know buyers don't have to touch that many surfaces. And um, we're asking that you know the buyers not bring their entire family for the showing, just the husband and wife or you know whoever's buying and maybe a support person because. Uh, bringing children along is just a little risky. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't even want to bring my children to anything that I do when it, it concerns yeah. major purchases. So you, I, it doesn't need to be COVID for me to keep my kids out of the house. I would. Why would you want those guys running around? Let me get back to what you said though, though, real quick, because I think this is really interesting to people in Evergreen Park. What you're basically painting a picture of is there's more people trying to get into Evergreen, and there's houses that are really available because your inventory is so low. And that's that's very interesting to me. Did it affect how much people were selling houses for? Did people all of a sudden start saying, well, I don't think I can sell, and they and they thought they had to sell for less? Or are people still getting what they used to get? It's just there's so much demand, not a lot of supply. It might actually benefit you to sell your house right now. Yeah, the, the prices are the prices are good. The prices are are actually up. Now, we're not saying that it's, uh, you know, it's up, it's going to be a windfall for a seller, but they're not taking hits on the market. They're getting, they're getting their prices and many, many homes We're you know, we price them uh, to sell. We look at previous sales and we, uh, we want to get a home sold the first time around. We don't want to be reducing prices. And we're seeing many sales where you have multiple offers and the Homes are selling over full price. Normally, what we would be telling people is we you have um, three phases in a, in a year. Your first phase or first rush of buyers comes out in the spring. They want to be settled. They want a new home by the time summer starts. Your next wave of buyers comes out in the summer. They want to be settled before school starts. And your last wave of buyers, which is the smallest, comes out in September, October, they want to be settled before the holidays. Right now, all that is off the table. <laughs> right now, if, if, if a seller <clears throat> is seriously interested in selling, this is the time to do it. Without question, this is the time to do it. We were looking at these numbers earlier, how many homes are available compared to how many are under contract. And that we say 67 under contract, we're saying there's 67 homes that have probably sold within the last 45 days, and there's only 16 left out there right now. This is this is the, the time for someone to to put it on the market if they are definitely interested in selling. We've we've never seen anything like this. We've been doing this for 40 years. 
never seen anything like this. One of the reasons why we still sit in our house, and I'll be honest with you, is one, we're comfortable with it. But two, my wife looks around and goes, I don't want to deal with the stress of like worrying about, I got to sell it. I got to buy it. I got to move it. Like I, I see the look in her eyes every time I talk about it. There's like this actual like fear over the stress and stuff like that. Like how much can a realtor, like how much are you guys able to do to like to kind of alleviate that? Because I think that's the biggest fear for her is the idea that like, I'm going to have to sell, I'm going to have to buy. I got to get all the line up. I got to make sure we get the loan all set. And then I got to move everything. Like, I think stress is the reason why she doesn't look to move, even though it probably makes sense for us to find a bigger place. I would say there's a lot we can do in that area to relieve the stress. And that's, that's kind of like we, one of the ads is, uh, you know, if you want to sell your house, step number one, call our office and step number two, sit back and relax. We'll take care of everything. And that's kind of how we, we like to approach it is uh, we know what has to be done. There's a lot, an awful lot of realtors that can do in order to relieve the stress. There's always going to be some, but there's an awful lot we can do to relieve a lot of it. With the exception of helping you pack and move. <laughs> we can help you get a mover. But yeah, we'll, get, we'll get you a number. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's a different union. How, how's best to get a hold of you guys? Well, our office is uh, open every day. The doors are closed, but the, the phones are, are open. Uh, we're at 708-422-0011. 708-422-0011. And we have a 24-hour answering service. So give us a call and uh, we'll help you. And if you wanted to go to our website, it's virus. B as in boy, I-R-O-S as in Sam, realestate.com. Bill and Laura, thanks for jumping on with us at the EP Podcast. You're welcome back anytime. Thank All right, you very much. Thank you very much. At Cousin Subs, loyalty has its rewards. You love a deli fresh ham and provolone, right? Join the club. You love a made-to-order grilled cheesesteak, right? Join the club. You love Wisconsin cheese curds, right? Join the club. You love rewards too, right? Then join the club. The Cousins Club is Cousin Sub's new loyalty program where you earn points on every purchase, points that are redeemable on all of your favorites. So download our app or sign up online and start earning today. Cousin Subs, we believe in better. And now some of your neighbors in Evergreen Park have brought a Cousin Subs to the EP. 9204 Southwestern Avenue, an extensive, delicious menu with everything made to order, fresh daily. Dine-in, takeout, delivery. Visit Cousin Subs today, 9204 Southwestern Avenue, or order online, CousinSubs.com. I'm going to reveal something here on the show. I actually had COVID in April. No! Um, really? Oh, man. This is look yeah. at this Tell us about it. breaking news. So you had COVID in April, <laughs> yeah. and you were yeah. also dealing with Do you think you got it from treating people with COVID? I mean, that seems to be the logical step here, right? You know, maybe sitting in a room with someone that was asymptomatic for 20, 25 minutes, potentially got it that way, but it's really hard to say. I was also around that time, I was also in a grocery store where the checkout guy was sneezing a bunch and was trying to convince me that it was his allergies. Oh my so, God. 
So did he have a mask? So on? I, don't, I don't know. Maybe if it was somebody him, was but... sneezing on my groceries in April, I think I would have lost my mind. I remember. <laughs> yes, you would. April have. was like the craziest. My wife was meeting things at the door and just spraying them. Remember, I had a can yeah. of Lysol in the car, uh, Hannah, and I told you if somebody pulls up next to me, I'm just going to spray him yes. in the face. Yeah. Like I don't want to be near anybody at that point. <laughs> April was nuts. I was at work and like towards the end of the day, really, really tired. I felt exhausted and just way out of proportion. And uh, one of my colleagues walked by and was like, you don't look good. Um, oh, no. And uh, thing, It's like being in the movie Outbreak and Dustin Hoffman looks at one of the other people and goes, you don't look good. Like, that's, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. And so so uh, she was like, she was like, you should you should test yourself. And I was like, eh, I don't know. She's like, come on, test yourself. So. I swapped myself later that night. I got a fever and chills and just kind of headaches and fatigue. And that lasted for about two or three days. Um, and then by day four, I was actually feeling pretty good. I had a, just a little bit of nasal congestion and still hadn't had my re- gotten my results back. Um, and so it's day five. I still don't have my results back. And I'm like, all right, well, I've, I definitely don't have COVID. And then on the sixth day, I um, lost my sense of smell and taste. Oh, yeah, you got COVID Aww. then. Every time uh, I, yeah, and, and that's why I drink, yeah. Doc. If I can't taste the scotch, I got COVID. <laughs> that's how I test myself. <laughs> yeah, so, so when that happened, I'm like, I think maybe I have COVID. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks. It's gonna be a good one. Nudie's basement. Oh, broadcast basement. The Nudie's basement. The broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at theeppodcast.com.